At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome into the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit City Cast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Still up here in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan, as we are about to get the final round of the Michigan Open, the 105th Michigan Open, on the Bear going. Um, my man Patrick Wilkes Creer from Ann Arbor. Uh, has taught has been a coach at University of Michigan before, not running away with it yet, but really kind of weathered a storm. He had some guys behind him. We'll get to in a minute that were up and down. You know, looked like they were getting things together. Then would bogey and would get it back and give it right back. Jake Neen, who won this a few years ago, he is the closest chaser from Prestwick Village Golf Club out of White Lake, Michigan. Jake Neen, an Oakland University grad, minus eight, so five off. He was three under on. Wednesday's, uh, you know, moving day, if you will, a Saturday regular for the PGA Tour. And my good friend, Joe Jusick, who was in second place yesterday, I was at the course record or the tournament record for a single round at 10 under, finished nine under. He was plus one on the day, but he is right there in third. So if Wilkes Creer comes back to the, the pack and Joe has a good day, you know, and he was out there balling yesterday or two days ago and, you know, did have a terrible day, but plus one on this course, the way the bear is when you are in kind of a mix of a, you know, a leaderboard where guys were going 600, 400, 100 and 200, 300 ahead of you and behind you, you know, he didn't play himself out of it, but it's going to be pretty tough down seven strokes right now. Uh, and then tied for fourth, it's a group of players that it's going to be tough for them. Of course, as well, Baker Stevenson is one of them, uh, 
Bo Brault is another one of them. And then uh, an amateur, we talked about Coulter Smith yesterday. He's right there at uh, minus five. And also uh, you have uh, Thompson, Matthew Thompson out of Hillsdale College, all at minus five. But to me, you got to give a shout out to my man Scott Heber, who's won this thing six times, but in his 50s now. He was, you know, 100 on the day on Wednesday and 300 for the tournament. I think it's going to come out of the top, uh, you know, three players. I, I really think unless Weeks Wilkes Crier plays a bad round, this thing could be over by, you know, the back nine. We'll see. You never, never over till it's over, but always a pleasure being up here, having so much fun as we do every year covering this incredible tournament that brings amateurs and professionals, the best that Michigan has to offer the toughest test. I believe in Michigan playing the tourney tips of the bear, me and my man, Jeff Lesser to join me on the show yesterday. We always do our lesson and leech challenge for the tourney tips. We played four holes today. We set our number for Jeff at 22, definitely a better golfer than I am and mine at 27. And we both missed our number by one. We both had tons of strokes left uh, on three and four, the par five and the par three. But for me, I shot eight, eight i couldn't cross uh the 160 or so yards uh for the par three down the hill and missed the number by one got the number last year but had a great time and uh played a bunch of other holes in the barren it really was uh as fun as it ever is even though it's so frustrating it's so tough especially for duffers like me and unless it's a much better golfer than me uh but you know i'm like an 18 handicap and I, I bogeyed the second hole from the tips and I've parred holes before and had real looks at, you know, five, six foot looks at birdie from the tips in the years past where we've done this thing. But I, I have such respect for these guys because watching them and, and riding around in the golf cart and watching these, these guys, uh, you know, traverse, no pun intended, this uh, incredibly tough course, they are just so good. And to be able to, you know, make a mistake here and there and recover from it, you really can't, you know, relax. I mean, it's tough to breathe sometimes in this course because it is, such a test hole after hole after hole, whether it's a par three, a par four, a par five. So mad respect to whoever ends up winning this thing coming up later today. All right, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. Uh, lots to cover today. We're going to get into my thoughts about the Warriors. Are they going to win the title or not? Um, tackling game number six in just a little bit. And of course, we have the U.S. Open starting today. So a lot of things I want to go over here. First, the Tigers continue to just play awful baseball. I tweeted this out yesterday the tigers might be the only team right now well i can't say the only team but one of the few teams in major league baseball that are tony la Russa proof even he can't blank up a game against the tigers they go down 13 to nothing on the wednesday game remember the tigers are having in this middle of this huge homestand for they go on the road for a bunch and they will continue tonight a rare thursday night game at Comerica Park. It'll be the Rangers coming into town. You know, Texas not having a great year, but definitely better than the Tigers. They're 29 and 33 and 15 and 15 away. Tigers just 16 and 20 at home. It will be Perez going for the Rangers. He's four and two with a 2-1-8 ERA, one of the best pitchers they've had in the last couple of years, at least for what we've seen so far this season on a team that's really, you know, an under 500 team. And then Bo Brisky for the Tigers, you know, the win-loss record, not good, one and five. ERA, you know, not amazing at 4.34, but he's been pretty darn good. And he battled with Clayton Kershaw, the Tigers' huge underdogs, a, a game that I gave out on this very show uh, a month or so ago. You know, he was a big part of the that game, getting it to the bullpen. The Tigers upset the Dodgers. As I think it was plus 350 the Tigers were in that game, summing around, the you know, the likes of that. So it's going to be Perez versus Brisky, 7-10 uh, later tonight at Comerica Park. And right now at Bat Rivers, 
Tigers, of course, a dog, minus 121 of the Rangers. Tigers plus 104. Rangers run line, minus 1.5, plus 133. Tigers plus 1.5, minus 167. Total 8.5, over minus 109, under minus 109. I told you, after giving out the White Sox in the second game of the series, I am done with the Tigers for a while. We were done with them for a while. A month or so ago, they went on a nice win streak. We gave out three of those Twins wins when they beat the Twins four out of five, giving out a couple other wins in the last couple weeks and some totals that have won as well. Staying away from the Tigers, there's just no value betting them right now. I like Brasky, but there's just zero trust. They got their asses kicked by the White Sox. You know, they've they just been playing very bad baseball. And if things keep going this way, they're definitely not going to even come close to getting above the win total of last year, which was the goal coming in to this year when the Tigers were supposed to be a much better team. And yes, there have been injuries, but you can only make so many excuses. They won 77 last year. You thought for sure they'd be in the eighties. You know, right now they are not on pace to even come close to that. So hopefully things can get better. Guys like, you know, can come back. Casey buys, by the way, looks like he's actually back for a long time. Uh, it could be over a year after the Tommy John surgery. I know he tweeted out some pictures of that. So just not good news for Tigers fans. And I know that's kind of all that's going on right now. Of course, you know, you got Lions minicamp and things like that and getting ready for Michigan and Michigan state. And we'll discuss that as we, you know, always do on the show and get you ready over the summer. I'm going to be doing some crossovers with my friends on the city cast for Philadelphia and Washington early games. The Lions will play. We'll have a lot of fun with that stuff, but the Tigers are the only team playing right now. And yeah, it's exciting to get fired up for the NBA draft for the Pistons and, you know, excited to think about football, but there's only one team playing. I mean, I guess the Michigan Panthers are too, but they've been garbage. And it's a bummer. It's a bummer because the Tigers are not playing good baseball right now. But we'll continue to talk about them and continue to look forward, and hopefully things can get better. Uh, game one of the Stanley Cup finals, I gave you Tampa Bay. Boy, what a comeback they made. They were down 3-1, scored two goals in 48 seconds. Vasilevsky is unbelievable. But in the end, just not enough. And early in overtime, uh, uh, Burakovsky gets it done for the Avalanche. They take the 1-0 series lead. I still think there's value in taking Tampa in the series. And I was looking at the series price at Bet Rivers after game number one. It's the Lightning now plus 230. So as we've talked about with the Warriors, we gave you a three-unit play on the Warriors after they lost game one. If you are going to take Tampa, it has to be now. Because if they lose game two, it is they're they're not going to come back the way they did against the Rangers. That's for sure. If they lose game two, it's very unlikely they're going to win this series. If they win game two, those are, you know, that uh, that money line is going to go down to 160, 170, something around there. Uh, this is the best value you're going to get if you like the Lightning to win this series. I'm not going against the champs. They've won back-to-back. They're going for back-to-back-to-back. The value for me is in plus 230. I already put a unit plan on myself, and I give out the Tampa Bay Lightning to take it a series before this series started anyway. If you have not taken them yet, I would put a unit play on Tampa Bay. That is my official selection as of now. I already bet them before the series, so I'm not going to add on right now. Uh, but this is where I'm at with this series. I think the Lightning can win game two and you know go back to Tampa Bay and maybe win a couple games there. But regardless, you're going to get the best value now because uh, if they lose game two, I don't think the Lightning have a chance to win this series. So you're betting on them winning game number two. It's almost like taking the game, you know, as a you know as a series bet uh, instead of just betting the game individually. And you don't have to tie all your money up in two different things to get the better value with the Lightning uh, plus two thirty for the series. Because looking at game number two, which comes up Saturday night at eight, right now it's Avalanche minus one fifty, kind of similar to the first game's money line. Lightning minus plus one thirty. 
Avalanche minus one and a half plus 165. Lightning plus one and a half minus 200 in the total. Six over minus 110 under minus 108. Just some news and notes on game number one. You had 73% of the money on the Avalanche money line, 65% of the tickets. You had 68% of the money on the over, the over six, which came through, even though some of the sharps were on the under at 64% of the tickets. The Avs had won uh, seven of their last eight games. Now it's eight of nine. They had won the first period in three straight games against Tampa. They did that. Lightning had covered the spread in, in six straight games as underdogs. And they obviously did when it came to the plus one and a half. Uh, 10 of the Lightning's last 11 games that got under, so that obviously got broken uh, because that game went over. So always going to give you those little tidbits that can maybe kind of guide you and get you ready for further games in the series. Uh, but tonight we've got a big one. We've got, you know, Warriors, Celtics, game six for the title. I'm going to break down the game itself and kind of what I'm thinking about right now, but I did want to give you some numbers here while we're in the betting window. Right now, Bet Rivers, Celtics about his four. It's kind of stayed four uh, since after the game five, one uh, comeback win for the Warriors. Minus 167 on the money line, Celtics plus 140 on the money line for the Warriors. The total is the lowest, you know, opening total. And it's kind of stayed around there uh, of this series, 210, 82% of the money is on the Celtics money line, 44% of the tickets though. So half of the tickets, but double the money on the Celtics money line. Celtics spread 68% of the money, 48% of the tickets. The over, just 28% of the money is on the over, but 62% of the tickets, meaning obviously uh, not a ton of money, but a lot of you know cheaper tickets. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, we'll get into all the different particulars about the game where I'm thinking about it and, and kind of, if you are, we took what I told you to with the series, but after game one, kind of the way I would tackle game number five, six, we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But of course the U S open starting today. And just to recap the picks that I had that I've given you, I feel, I feel really good about the four plays we've taken. And, you know, when you look at what the deal is with, with major golf, it's very tough, you know, to win a, a major, we know that. And it's extremely tough to win a U.S. Open. And to me, I mean, this isn't one of those tournaments where, you know, I, I think you want to find someone in the 70 to 100 to 1 range. I think that the picks that I gave you were anywhere between, based on when you got it, 22 to around 45 to 1. You know, we gave you Fitzpatrick. We gave you my man, Zalatoris. We gave you Shane Lowry. And we go, gave you Tony Finau. And I, I love the value on all of them. I think Shane Lowry has a great chance. It was a full unit play on all these, uh, the, the four golfers that I gave you. Uh, and, and I look at, you know, the top, uh, you know, four guys here, McElroy, nine to one, Thomas, 11 to one. That's what they went off at, at Brett Rivers, Rom 14 to one, Scheffler, 14 to one. Could one of those four win? Of course. But to me, there's just no value on those four guys because, Yes, they're good, and there's multiple majors in there, and Thomas just won one a few weeks back in the PGA Championship, but I don't like anything below 20 to 1. It does. There's just not the value there. I told you that, you know, I was considering a hedge with Scheffler, and that's, that's, that's fine. It's a smart play just, you know, to kind of say, okay, listen, I don't think that one of the top four odds guys are going to win this thing, but Scheffler or whoever you like the most, we talked about this on the show yesterday, uh, you know, these are the kind of guys that you want to at least put a little money on half unit, maybe even the unit itself to kind of back up your bets, because there is a decent chance that one of the top four could win. But when you put them in the mix with everyone else, I don't care if you're the best player in the world, the 30th best player in the world, the 50th best player in the world, 
it is so tough to win a U.S. Open. The USGA wants that to be, you know, even part of win or plus one to win. They want to make these courses so damn tough. And that's why I love Lowry. It, you know, he's not a guy who gets in trouble a lot. Zalatoris, one of the best tee to green guys in the in ball strikers in the PGA in the world. Fitzpatrick, you know, playing well as of late. This course, Brookline, fits him and doesn't make a ton of mistakes either. And then uh, my man, Tony Finau, who almost won last week. Of course, if he had won last week, we wouldn't be taking him this week. Same with Rory. If Rory had won last week or did not win last week, we would have taken Rory this week. This is a backup bet. Uh, Finau, I think this could be the week that he finally breaks through his putters the way it was for the most part last week at the RBC Canadian. Uh, You know, Tony Finau could break through and finally get that first major. Some interesting notes, though that we got from my man, Troy Mocker, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers. Just wanted to run through a few of these here as far as the numbers coming in uh, for Bet Rivers. And as we've always talked about during the majors and even just regular golf tournaments, if there are things that I like to, you know, bet throughout the weekend, I'll always put those on my Twitter. And, and obviously if we do it, you know, on the Friday show, we'll, we'll talk about that as well at Dan Lee 97, one on Twitter. If you, if you haven't followed me there, why haven't you? But, you know, we've discussed how betting golf, and it's so tough to, you know, get an outright. That's why I'm so proud of our six outrights so far this year and a bunch of top fives, top tens, and top 20s. That let's say, you know, we, we've got Zal Torres, you know, even part A1, few off the lead. Odds don't really change much. Maybe they go down a little bit, up a little bit. If you like what you saw, that if you had a bed Zal Torres, you, you bang him. Now, conversely, let's say, you know, someone like Tony Finau doesn't have a terrible day, doesn't put himself out of play, but he's plus two, but the leaders are minus two or minus three. And his odds, you know, shoot up a little bit. That's where you would want to take a guy like Tony Finau if you hadn't taken him previously because you're betting that he has a much better second round and gets himself back in the mix. And it's all about the weekend, of course, and moving day on Saturday being the most important to get you in position to win this thing before, obviously, the most important time is that back nine on Sunday. So the other side of this thing is let's say you have a Tony Finau bet and you got him at 33 or 34 to one like I did or 31, whatever it ends up being. And Finau is incredible, is the leader after round one, or is one off the lead tied for second solo, whatever it ends up being. And his odd shoot, you know, go from 30 to one to eight or nine to one. The value is lost, but in those situations, you could do one of two things. If you really like my, my thought process on Finau, but you didn't get the bet in time or you decided you wanted to wait, you could put a, a, maybe a little, a two unit play on him there, or you could bet the, you know, Say, okay, listen, Finau's going to have a decent day two, but not go, you know, not get high, more under par, and maybe be two or three off the lead. And then as I'd shoot back up to 25 to one, and that's where you would snaggle to them because then you obviously are banking on round number three being a good one on moving day on Saturday. So there's a lot of different ways where you can kind of, you know, finagle what you have or what you haven't made yet. Maybe you like three of the plays I gave you, but you didn't like Matthew Fitzpatrick. So you were going to wait on him. He had like a decent day one was plus one, but the leaders are minus one. So he's right in the mix. His odds basically the same as they were to start the tournament. You bang them. That's I'm just trying to teach you. You want to have some risk management, you know, kind of thought processes, but also I'm not telling you to take everything I, I throw out there. Some of you do, and we obviously are have been highly successful on this show. We just finished a 13 to 15 streak and all the different golf bets we've won and all the different futures bets that we've been in the running for or, or hit over the last almost year since we started doing this show. So I, I stand behind all my picks and I'm betting all my own picks. You know, I don't think that everyone, you know, most people that I know in this industry and, you know, I'm lucky to work with Visa and, and obviously, you know, my people at Bet Rivers, most people don't bet their own picks. I'm not going to give you something that I'm not betting. I will tell you 
that I have a lean a certain way, but I'm not taking it or it's not an official selection. Those of you who listen to the show, maybe you're listening for the first time, you, you've heard me say that over and over again. But if I give you a unit play or a two-unit play or a half-unit play or whatever it ends up being, I have taken that bet. And whatever your unit you know, metric is, doesn't matter. If it's $5, if it's $50, if it's $5,000, everyone's units are different. Don't worry about what one person's units are, what mine are, what your cousin's is, what your dad's is. Who cares? You bet within your means. That's another big important thing we talk about in the show is strategy, you know, and, 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 you know, being fiscally responsible. It's all about betting within your means, but it's all about having fun with this. And anytime I give you a play, I have bet it. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. That's the way that it always works with me. That's the way I've been forever. And before I was doing shows talking about betting when it wasn't legal yet, and I would give plays out on Twitter or on various shows I did in 97.1. And I always, when I gave out something, I took it. Because what's the point of me giving you a play if I don't like it enough to bet it? And if I, there's certain times where it's not going to bet multiple things in one day, I will tell you that, but I'll say, listen, this is a lean. I'm not taking it myself, but if I was going to bet this game, this is what I would do. And you could take that information for what it's worth. So I just want to give you some numbers of the U S open, the top, uh, you know, 10 golfers to win the U S open uh, by the shortest odds when it comes to bet rivers, when they close were obviously Rory, Justin Thomas, Rom, Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, Cam Smith, Cantley, Fitzpatrick, Spieth, and Zalatoris rounds it out. Uh, McElroy, 9 to 1, Zalatoris, 28 to 1. So it's a nice little kind of uh, range of, of odds for the outrights. Top five golfers to win the US Open by a percentage of money on them. How about my man, Will Zalatoris, who I gave you on the Masters last year. But on Will Zalatoris, it's really very few people, unless they were like big golf fans, knew who he was. And he's almost won two majors in the last year. Uh, he had 28 to 1 at 10.5% of the money. At Bet Rivers, Justin Thomas, 11 to 1. He had 6% of the money. Scotty Scheffler, 14 to 1. He had 5.7% of the money. Shane Lowry, another play of ours, he at 30 to 1 had 4.9% of the money. And, and for some reason, I know that people like Brooks Kapka, and I'm, I don't dislike him as a player. I definitely don't know him as a person, so it's not a personal thing. I think Brooks Kapka is, is – I know he's been so good at the U.S. Open and so good in majors. I, I, I think it's a fade, Brooks, Brooks Kapka you know, tournament at Brookline. I really do. I think Brooks Kapka is going to miss the cut. So interesting to see. I, I'm sure that, you know, Ben Rivers is happy if he misses the cut because you have a lot of money, top five money, uh, percentage of money that is on Brooks Kapka. Also, top five golfers to win the U.S. Open by number of percentage of tickets. Zalatoris, number one again, 6.6% of total tickets at Bet Rivers. That's a pretty high percentage when you have a lot of golfers to bet on. Scotty Scheffler, number two at 5.8% of the total tickets. Rory McIlroy, 4.7% of the total tickets. Justin Thomas, 4.6% of the total tickets. And John Rahm, who I'm fading again. I love Rahm. I was on Rahm before a lot of people really kind of were getting into the Spaniard uh, well before he became world number one. And he had a lot of, you know, close misses before he started winning majors and a bunch of tournaments. Uh, I'm fading John Rahm again this week. I think Rahm is definitely capable of winning this, of course, is one of the best players in the world and was the world number one for such a long time uh, until Scheffler took it over. But I, I don't think this course really fits John Rahm well, and, and I think it's going to be tough for him to win this tournament. Also, these are fascinating. I always love seeing these. These are the largest potential payouts that Bet Rivers has taken action-wise. They have a $3,000 bet on Brooks Kapka at 45-1 to 1 for a $135,000 payout. They have a $3,000 bet on Sunjay M at 40-1, to 1. And that's a potential payout of 120K and a $4,000 bet on my man, Will Zalatoris, at 28 to 1, potential payout of $116,000. Boy, I, I wish you all luck. I hope, obviously, it's Zalatoris. 
because we'll win some cash based on what we bet and maybe you out there bet, but four grand to win 116,000. That is awesome. I have a friend that I know had, I'm trying to remember exactly how much he had on. I know he won 1.6 million. He had a, you know, a lot of money on Joaquin Neiman when he won about two and a half or so months ago, when I, uh, the week that we gave him out on the show. Uh, I'm, there's been so many tournaments recently, I'm forgetting the tournament. Uh, but I think those of you that did follow by play on that will remember when we gave you Joaquin Neiman. And the, my friend bet, I want to say he bet like maybe 25,000 and he won 1.6 million just out of control. That is nuts. All right. That's trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. We will get right into game number six of the NBA Finals. How I'm kind of looking at this situation based on what we had throughout the series as far as the series bets, MVP action that could happen for us here. We're getting all that coming straight ahead, all that coming up straight ahead right here on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast as we continue live up here in Grand Traverse in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan, covering the 105th Michigan Open. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1 800 270 7117. All right, NBA Finals game number six from Beantown backs against the wall for the Boston Celtics after a game that once again, you see this happen a couple times in the series when the Warriors won. It looked like Boston was going to win this game in game number five. And my man, Andrew Wiggins, who we gave out for MVP 50 to one, along with Jordan from the deep end of the pool, he with the double double and some big defensive plays kept, you know, them in the game when Curry kept missing three after three after three. And, you know, you got to give Draymond Green credit, a double bounce back game after being terrible for a couple games in a row, almost single-handedly losing the series for the Warriors. But now you got a Boston team that had been better on the road than at home for the majority of the playoffs. Yes, you know, they are playing great basketball and are capable of winning two in a row, definitely capable of winning this game and getting it back to Golden State for game number seven. But, you know, to me, I feel great about where we're at giving out that three unit play to take the Warriors plus the 150 after the game one loss. I it's going to be very tough, but Andrew Wiggins, let's say Steph Curry has another kind of rough game. And I know it's 16. What was it? 16 and eight. Seems like a, you know, a rough game for Steph Curry for most people. They would freaking love that. But I'll tell you this. If Wiggins is a big reason, or maybe the biggest reason that the Warriors win game number six, he definitely can win the MVP. I mean, yes, it's Steph's to lose. He's a big minus favorite. You know, to, I, last I checked, it was minus like 350 to 450 to win it all. But Wiggins is down from 50 to 1 at one point, 150 to 1 after the early part of the series. He is down to like 18 to 1. I think there's a chance we could cash that. What a payout that would be at 50 to 1 for Andrew Wiggins to win the NBA Finals MVP. But for me, I'm going to tell you I, I would tackle this game in two different ways. Right now, we've got a big play on the wall, at least I do, and I know some of you do as well, a big play on the Warriors to win this series. So to me, you could think about just staying away from the game because you got two games to win one. And you look at the series press right now, by the way, Warriors minus 420, Celtics plus 310. You could think about hedging. 
which means you take Boston, maybe money line in game number six, or you take Boston plus the 310 in the series based on how much you bet on the Warriors. So at least you're, you know, making like a 30% bet or 25% bet of what your stake was or what you could possibly win uh, for the, the Warriors bet. But when I, when I look at this and I look at, you know, the Celts minus four at home, that's kind of where the series has been on both sides. Celts minus four, by the way, minus one or nine at Bet Rivers. Warriors plus four minus one thirteen. Celtics minus one sixty seven on the money line. Warriors plus one forty, and the total two ten. Both over under are minus one ten. You know, it's just it's a tricky thing because I'm not gonna. I mean, with the the, the play that I have, I'm not gonna take the Celtics. You know, minus the four. But I will say that looking at the series odds, obviously those are not going to get any better if Boston, uh, you know, wins game number six. It has one chance to, you know, go on a game seven on the road. And, you know, most, what is it, 80 plus percent of teams in the NBA playoffs have won game sevens at home throughout the years. But it's one game to rule them all. So it's like we talked about with Tampa Bay and Colorado in the Stanley Cup Finals. This is the best chance you're going to have, obviously, unless the series ends and the series ends. But Boston will not be plus 310 in game number seven. If I need plus 160 or plus 150 or whatever, uh, you know, or something around that, that, uh, you know, spot. So to me, that's the one thing I would think about. I'm not going to do it. But when I look at the splits at Bat Rivers, Moneyline Celtics, 82% of the money on the Celtics money line, but just 44% of the tickets, meaning there's a lot of big money on the Celtics money line. Celtics spread 68% of the money, 48% of the tickets. Total, by the way, over 28% of the money but 62% of tickets, meaning that you got a lot of small tickets on the over. I'm staying away from the total in this game. But when I look at this, let's say I had nothing on the series and I was just looking at this game, I would take the Warriors on the money line. That's where the value is to me. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about taking the plus four and you lose the game by two or three or four and you push. To me, the value is on the Warriors plus the 140 because I think they're, they're going to close this thing out in Boston. Uh, but even if they don't, I still would take the Warriors on the money line if I had nothing on this series whatsoever. Like we have the big play on the Warriors, uh, you know, to win the series of plus 150 after the game one loss. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. You know, if you're out there and you, you know, have no action on an MVP bet, please root in Andrew Wiggins. And it's all due respect to Steph Curry. He is one of the best players ever. And I was not fading him, but fading him to win the MVP. He's not taking my, a minus money favorite to win the MVP. That's why we went with Jordan Poole, who obviously is, you know, lethal from down from deep and has been a big factor in the Warriors making this run and definitely had some off games early in the, in the, the final series. And then obviously Wiggins, who did an incredible defensive job against the Dallas Mavericks. And he comes off that double-double. I'm telling you, he has a big game. And is a, the biggest reason they win in game number six. Let's say Steph has another off night, misses five, six, seven threes in a row, or just doesn't have a crazy 30, 40 point game. Andrew Wiggins could win the MVP. I think it's if the Warriors win tonight, it's Steph Curry, obviously, probably 70%. And the only other person that could win it is Andrew Wiggins. Clay Thompson ain't winning it. We know Draymond Green ain't winning it. Jordan Poole's not winning it. I think it's you got two guys. You got Steph Curry, who's a prohibitive favorite. And if there's something crazy, like when they get Donald won it, Andrew Wiggins is that guy. So root that in. But I think the Warriors get the job done. I think it's going to be right. I mean, that's why I don't like the total because I think it's going to be right around 210. But I think the Warriors win this game by about six or seven points in the end and hoist up that title yet again 
and bring it back to the Bay. And of course, if there is a game seven, we'll break it all down on the fantastic Friday show coming up tomorrow. All right. That's going to do it for us here, up here in Northern Michigan. I'll be back at the home base on Friday. Look forward to that, but it's been a great time up here as always until then keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream, Dan Leach, the Squatch from Grand Traverse Bay. Out of here.